As the sun rises on each new day, I wake with the bird's song and reflect on the miracles that God performs each day. I believe miracles happen when we fix our eyes on Jesus. Hi, I'm Rhonda Luttrell and I'm so happy you can join me for this episode of my Women of Hope podcast. I've been thinking a lot lately about miracles and how they are happening around us. But we don't always see them or even acknowledge them as being miracles. Each morning when I wake, I hear the birds lifting their various sounds in worship of the miracle of another new day. Each evening, I look out our west-facing lounge window and see the variety of sunsets that paint the sky, ending another miraculous day in the care of our Creator. Shortly I want to share with you my own miraculous story. But first I want to explore a story in the Bible about a miracle. In John 5, 1-15, we read of the story of the healing at the pool. I've been meditating on this passage for a few days now, and as I dig deeper, I see a story that resembles my own. You see, the man who was healed had learned to live with his infirmity, so much so that he had basically accepted it as his lot in life. Let me read to you from the Gospel and then I'll share some thoughts. Sometimes later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I've no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else always goes ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him in the temple and said, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Can't help asking myself, why did this man persist so many years waiting by the pool? 
it seems he must have had some assistance to get there. But he always failed to make it into the pool at the right time. Did he observe others around him being healed of their ailments? Or was he part of a collective disappointment that kept focused on an empty promise rather than have real hope that things could really be different? This man's life was changed when he encountered Jesus. When Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed, the man had a well-rehearsed story as to why he wasn't healed. He had no help. He couldn't get to the pool on time. How many other excuses did he have in his repertoire? Here was an example of remaining comfortable in sin rather than risk the changes that would make life different if he was healed. His focus was on the wrong things. He believed his excuses, even if he did um, observe others getting well. With healing comes responsibility. The man would lose the sympathy of others. Indeed, 38 years of living a certain way would cause some sense of security and his identity as a layman was probably part of who he had become, even if it was uncomfortable. However, Jesus would have nothing to do with his excuses. His words to the man challenged him at every level. Do you want to get well? Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Jesus didn't give sympathy. Jesus gave this man life. The challenge was immediate and the result was that this man could walk, but he also had to speak for himself to the Jews. He had to face the challenges of life and accept responsibility for his actions. For me, miracles happen today when we fix our eyes on Jesus. And that is my story. So much in life happens that may surprise us, but we often pass them off as coincidence or not even notice them in the busyness of life. But as I have discovered, viewing life through the lens of Jesus and noticing the miracle of each day brings a joy and peace that has no human understanding. My own miracle story begins with understanding the nature of prayer and the belief in the promise that God hears and answers all our prayers. In Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 and 8, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. As I look back over my life, I see so many times where God answered my prayers and a miracle happened. It may not have been an amazing or even a noticeable thing that happened, but for me, as I learned to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, I had significant breakthroughs and small things that meant so much. One of such prayer happened a few years ago 
when I was asked to mentor a participant in a discipleship class of the church we were attending at the time. One significant event that happened at the beginning of that year of mentoring was the washing of the feet. I was to wash the feet of the person I was mentoring. However, my arthritis was becoming more noticeable and I wondered if I'd be able to kneel before her, which was part of the act of servant leadership. I so desperately wanted this to happen, so I prayed. I did not pray for complete healing at the time, rather that on that significant night that I would be able to kneel and show true humility and thus profoundly changing the dynamic of our relationship that was to last that whole year. On the night, I continued to pray. Kevin prayed and I was able to kneel and complete that significant event. I was so wrapped. I was elated and I gave glory to God as my strength and my healer. However, there was a note on this that it was the beginning of a significant decline in the arthritis, which over the next four years was becoming more debilitating until this year, 2021, where I was living in constant pain and become, becoming more disabled each day. Again, Kevin and I prayed. We prayed for God to perform his miracle as we have seen so many times. Yet, the miracle didn't happen until about three months ago, when a chain of events occurred whereby I was connected with an orthopedic surgeon in Geelong, who agreed to do the hip replacement surgery that I so urgently needed. And just over three weeks ago, the operation was completed and my recovery has been amazing. And I give thanks to God because I am now pain free and I'm motivated to look to the future with hope of fulfilling God's plan for my life. As I reflect on the surgery, I have seen how God made this possible through extraordinary provision. We had the money to do it through a, a, a very um, significant way. And then he placed our son in a position that would pave the way for the surgery to happen. He placed a desperate desire in Kevin to see me walk and be pain free. And God put together a skilled surgical team to ensure I would be well. And you know what? He even provided us with a good relationship with boarding kennel for Bob. <laughs> this is a true miracle. And for me, it is life changing. Yes, there is chaos around us. But now with Kevin, I can focus on lighting the campfires of hope around this country, bringing the light of God in the world that is sinking into darkness. There is only one way to see the miracles all around us. That is through keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus 
and noticing the blessings of each day. If I took my eyes off Jesus for one moment during this process of um, preparing for surgery, I was actually becoming comfortable with the pain, resigned to the fact that I wouldn't be able to walk properly again. But God had other plans and I was able to see that through Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus creates a miracle. That in itself is a miracle. And I love the passage in Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 3 that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Like the man at the well who'd been lame for 38 years, as I said, I was starting to feel this was my lot maybe the miracle wasn't happened that I would see other miracles but I wouldn't see my own I know now that that is different and I can assure you a miracle has been performed yes we can talk about medical science we can talk about all that but it was it's because I've kept my eyes focused on Jesus that the miracle has happened we are living in difficult times at the moment. We are being challenged at the very core of our beliefs. Our children are suffering from the ongoing knockdowns and the uncertainty around their schooling. I feel sad that our children and young people have missed out so much over the last couple of years of their social interactions and what we would describe as normal experiences. We're seeing marches, the militarisation of our police force against the people. We even miss out on being able to have visitors in our home. There is so much going on, yet I encourage you not to lose heart because even in the darkest day of human history where the Son of God was crucified, God was working to bring the biggest and the shiniest light of hope into our lives. The assurance that we are loved and valued by him who created us and has prepared for us our eternal home. God is working in our lives each day, but we must make choices. We can choose to watch the news and worry about the future, or we can wake each day and see the miracle of a sunrise, the sunset, hear the birdsong, see the flowers, enjoy the warmth of the sun, enjoy the promise of the hope we have in Jesus. Nothing can take these things away. So I urge you, dear, dear children, to keep your focus on Jesus because as I can personally testify, he changes lives for the good and he brings about 
the miracle of life, hope and joy. I trust that you can feel the joy in my voice um, at this time and I would love to hear from you um, of your own miracle stories. It can be a big miracle or it can be that tiny miracle of finding your lost keys. Each time we focus on God, we experience a new joy, a new way of living. And let's not be comfortable in our sin, but let's break away from that and know that God is in control and that he is performing miracles each day. Bless you all.